0: Previously on Transformers University, we took a look at the beginnings of the Marvel UK run and how it fit into the Marvel US run of the Transformers comic book. Now, we take a look at the first two stories deliberately set to take place in between issues of the Marvel US run here on Transformers University. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, Madman Behind, TFU.info, and of course, this podcast, Transformers University. Today, we are getting back to some comic book action from across the pond, as they say over here, uh, to Marvel UK, and this is going to be uh, just a few issues uh, that fit in between the Marvel US run. Now, before I jump into that stuff, first off, uh, if you had a chance to go catch the video for the uh, previous episode, uh, the Meet the Cast of Season 2 Part 1 episode, uh, swing on by to our YouTube page if you haven't checked it out, youtube.com slash tfu info, be sure to like and subscribe when you're there, Uh, that episode took a lot longer than uh, I had wanted to, uh, but to get it right and to put it together the way I wanted to. Uh, I did need a little extra time, a little extra love, so I appreciate your patience in waiting on the next episode. Fortunately, this is going to be a fairly quick episode, and hopefully that will help keep us on track to being on time. And before we get into the comics, I just want to give a shout out to our newest Enrolled student in the TFU.info Transformers University Patreon, and that is Lucas Garrett. Lucas, thank you for joining up. He signed up at our senior level, and uh, he is in for a whole bunch of fun, exclusive things like exclusive videos and podcasts and access to uh, some of the polls that I've been putting out there to help decide what goes into the show and into TFU News and Views, our other podcast, as well as the YouTube channel. If you'd like to sign up over at Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Uh, and you can sign up for as little as a dollar a month. At the very least, a dollar will get you this episode a whole day ahead of the rest of the world. Now, on to Marvel UK number 29. We will be covering issues 29 through 32, that is four issues of the comic, uh, it's about two regular episodes. Uh, American comic books. And the first story we'll be covering is, is one that spans from 29 into 30, uh, and it's called Decepticon Damn Busters. And both issues written by Simon Furman, art by John Stokes, and from what I found out on the internet about Mr. Stokes, a uh, longtime Marvel UK artist, worked on uh, Black Knight and 2000 AD, and you can catch him on Twitter at John Stokes Art, that's J-O-H-N-S-T-O-K-E-S-A-R-T, if you want to reach out to Mr. Stokes on Twitter. Colors by the late Steve Whitaker, and from what I could find about Mr. Whitaker, he passed away of a stroke in 2008, uh, was very much known for being a perfectionist, so much so that Neil Gaiman, a famed comic book author and famed author said he would have been the colorist on Gaiman's acclaimed book, Sandman, had he turned in his sample pages, which he held on to, because he felt they weren't quite ready. So that is uh, the late Steve Whitaker in a nutshell. Letters by Richard Starkings, and the editor on this issue uh, is Ian Rimmer, and uh, Ian Rimmer will be uh, the editor for Little while here on the Marvel UK side of the Transformers comics, and uh, most importantly about Mr. Rimmer is that he is the man who hired Jeff Sr. And Jeff Sr., for longtime Transformers fans, uh, is one of the more well respected artists that came out of the Transformers series in the 80s. So, issue 29 is a lot of firsts for. The Marvel UK run is the first all-color issue of Marvel UK's Transformers. It is also the first one to pick up directly where the U.S. book left off and tells uh, a story that takes place deliberately in between uh, the U.S. issues. So between the last one we covered on this show, Issue 8, and the one we'll cover in a future episode, Issue 9, all four of these books do take place. Uh, Also, just to note, uh, cover art... On these two issues issue 29 by uh, John Ridgeway and issue 30 by Mike Collins and we spoke about both of those artists in previous episodes now this story as I mentioned picks up where the Marvel book left off and it picks up with Ratchet and the Dinobots making their way back to the Ark And along the way, the Dinobots inadvertently scare a human outside of a truck stop bar kind of place. And Ratchet has to explain to the Dinobots why humans are scared of them. And how come they're unable or unwilling to tell the difference between Autobots and Decepticons. And so this sets the stage for a flashback as told by Ratchet. And so the story Ratchet tells is actually taken from the cartoon and is basically a comic book adapted version of More Than Meets the Eye Part 2 where Optimus and Megatron fight above the dam. And being that this is the comic, it has to be told without Spike being involved. Uh, but it, it tells the story of the Decepticons attacking Sherman Dam. Uh, interesting of note in here is Megatron colored once again with a gold chest as per his box art. And Rumble, the red one, causes the dam to overflow, which is a little bit different than the blue one causing it in the cartoon. And the story goes, the Autobots try to stop the Decepticons. Megatron and Optimus fight above the dam. Uh, Some of the lines they even speak in this scene are taken directly from the cartoon, Uh, They break out their energy weapons, Megatron with his mace and Optimus Prime with his axe. And uh, Hound fights Rumble, uh, pretty much loses and falls into the water. And then Prime falls as well, being distracted by Hound. And that is the end of issue one. On to issue two, where the Autobots now have to deal with the dam exploding and saving the human people in the general vicinity of the dam. Uh interesting art note here Ironhide drawn in robot mode is actually his toy version and not the cartoon body so uh, his windshield is his face as opposed to being his chest Uh, Bumblebee is drawn two different ways in some of these scenes there's one where he's drawn with a visor over his eyes and the very next panel he gets caught up in the water and uh, he is drawn without his visor Uh, it's the very next panel really and as he's sort of being washed away um, the Autobots find a way to try to stop the flood by shooting down some rocks. They're really good at shooting rocks uh, in the history of the series. And among those Autobots is Inferno, who is yet to be introduced in either the comic or the cartoon at this point in the game. But uh, Inferno is shown for one panel from behind in almost silhouette, but that is certainly his first appearance. And... Also interesting to note that the name of the dam changes from issue one where it's called Sherman Dam, like in the cartoon, to the second part having it called Boulder Dam. Um, Then we jump to pretty much beat for beat the scene in More Than Meets the Eye Part 2 where Ironhide and Bumblebee uh, cut some trenches into the ground Uh, by having Bumblebee ride Ironhide and fire his weapon into the ground to create uh, trenches for the water to flow into. Uh, But the ending here is a bit different. So, in the cartoon, we hear this. Hey, thanks, neighbors! But in this comic, the humans are not very happy with the Autobots. While the Autobots think they've saved a day, the humans are like, uh, yeah, what about all this water? And so much so that it even angers Mirage in this story. And and he needs to be pulled away from the humans. Um, and this is where Ratchet's story and the rest of the comic then goes ahead to tee up Josie Beller and GB Blackrock. And their plans for the future of the Transformers. And then we see Swoop. Uh, The Dinobot flying back to the Ark and getting there first. And he gets there first and is attacked by Guardian, who he left off the last time in uh, Marvel UK. Uh, And he loses. He gets defeated by Guardian just as Ratchet and Dinobot show up. And that's where this story ends, taking us to the next one. And one last thing before we move on to issue 31. This flashback of More Than Meets the Eye Part 2 being in the comic is interesting in, in two ways. One... It's the first time, and maybe the only time, a cartoon-based plot from the cartoon gets reworked into the comics continuity. Uh, So much so, like, they had to remove Spike from the story and find ways to do Hound's story without him. And secondly, this is all being told to us in flashback by Ratchet. And I got to thinking that... We don't have a a situation in these comics where we have an unreliable narrator. Um, But this could be made up entirely by Ratchet. We would never know. Just to prove a point to the Dinobots to explain to them the behavior of humans. So this could be less of a flashback and more of a parable. Probably not, and that's probably me reading too much into it. But it certainly could be interpreted that way. And that brings us to issue thirty-one of Marvel UK's Transformers run, "The Wrath of Guardian." I'm very tempted to say "The Wrath of the Guardian," but I will try not to. So forgive me if I do. But in "The Wrath of Guardian," so in "The Wrath of Guardian," we have a couple of personnel changes uh, across the book. Cover art this time done by Will Simpson. Uh, it's a pretty cool cover. It's the uh, it's for the four Dinobots that haven't been beaten up by Guardian uh, Snarl, Slag, Sludge, and Grimlock, charging down a hallway in the arc. And uh, it says at the bottom, "The Dinobots, no more, Mister Nice Guy." Me, a nice guy. Yeah. Will Simpson also a penciler and or colorist on a number of the uh, Masters of the Universe He-Man figure mini-comics that were packed in with the toys and currently is a storyboard artist on the television show Game of Thrones. Uh, interior art by Barry Kitson. Kitson, a longtime Marvel and uh, DC artist, and you can catch him on Twitter at Barry Kitson Art. Uh, and that's B-A-R-R-Y-K-I-T-S-O-N-A-R-T. Letters in this issue done by Annie Haffikry. Uh What's the other half? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not Skrull. But uh, she is still working today, though her last name is no longer Haffikry. Uh She is now Annie Parkhouse, wife of Stephen Parkhouse, who is a writer and artist that we have spoken about in the previous Marvel UK episode. Now, this issue picks up at the arc. The Dinobots uh, attack Guardian, having seen him uh, holding the battered and damaged swoop. Uh, the Dinobots get their Dinobots handed to them, and Ratchet remembers uh, that Guardian has a weak point. He hops on the back of Grimlock in dinosaur mode and fires his laser scalpel into the side of the neck of Guardian, where he has a weak access point, very similar to uh, the Death Star. Uh, Guardian flees, damaged, uh, and Grimlock and Ratchet then begin to argue over when to repair Swoop. Now, remember, Shockwave had taken over the Ark and pretty much defeated all of the Autobots. The place was basically a meat locker, and Ratchet feels that other Autobots have priority in terms of being repaired. Additionally, we find out that Prime's headless body is still inside the ark, and though even though his hand was destroyed at some point when he was uh, fighting, uh prior to having his head removed, it has been repaired. Uh it's a slight continuity glitch. Just go with it. Now, speaking of Prime's head, we cut back to some of the main story stuff uh that we've seen in issues uh issue 8 and just kind of reminding people where Prime is, and his head is with uh, Shockwave, um, uh, and Shockwave is waiting to transfer life into six bodies that he has created. Well, six modules, I should say. Uh, they're not bodies yet. We also catch up with Buster Whitwicky, who is still repairing things with his mind. In this case, it's a cassette deck uh, and a Bruce Springsteen cassette come back to the arc, and Ratchet has repaired Prowl and Wheeljack and is currently working on Jazz. He actually mentions that uh, he had to give up on repairing Sunstreaker, who was cut in half vertically by uh, Shockwave's lasers a few issues back, and uh, I believe we noted that uh, he does not show up for a long time, and I think it's only on a cover or in a group shot that he does show up again in these comics. Meanwhile, the Dinobot's continue to hunt for guardian they trick him by limping down a hallway uh then turn and grimlock and snarl attack with their energo swords or energo swords or energo swords someone hit, uh, hit me up on the comments wherever you are listening to this and tell me which one you say because i for the life of me do not know how to say that after that attack, Slag and Sludge fire on Guardian, and the Dinobots take him down. In the meantime, Prowl and Wheeljack realize that Guardian is filled with explosives and is a bomb, and it could blow up the entire arc, and that is our cliffhanger for this issue. And that takes us to the final issue we're going to talk about today, issue 32 of Marvel U.K., From The Wrath of Guardian, this time we go to The Wrath of Grimlock. Cover once again by Will Simpson, and written again by Simon Furman. I don't think I mentioned that earlier. Art this time around, partially Barry Kitson. The other part, Mark Farmer. Mark Farmer, I'm ready. Guardian is going to bomb a town. And though this is some of his early work, Mark Farmer went on to be a renowned inker, uh, often paired with artist Alan Davis. He was the inker in the 90s on the Hulk and the Incredible Hulk books. Those are the ones more noted for being written by Peter David and drawn by Dale Keown. Letters on this issue by Mike Scott, not the guy who pitched for the Houston Astros in the 1980s. I could not find a lot on this man, but he did letter two issues of the Marvel UK version of Spider-Man now back to where we left off so in a last-ditch effort to keep Grimlock from inadvertently blowing up the entire base Wheeljack uses Optimus Prime's headless body and accesses it via a radio signal of some sort and uses the arm to grab Grimlock's hand and divert his gun in a different direction from Guardian. In the process, Guardian escapes. Grimlock gets his hand damaged in the battle. Shortly thereafter, Ratchet repairs Grimlock's hand. Grimlock tests it out by punching Ratchet in the face, and Ratchet begins repairs on Windcharger because he defeated Guardian previously. Now, Guardian goes into hiding, and we find out that Shockwave and Soundwave implanted a self-destruct sequence into Guardian, and the clock begins to tick. Guardian seeks out the greatest concentration of Autobots, which is really scary stuff in this day and age, because that basically makes him a suicide bomber. So he runs back up into the repair bay. Ratchet, at the time, is in the middle of repairing Swoop, And the Dinobots attack and keep Guardian busy. Swoop, just waking up from being repaired, attempts to fire on Guardian. Ratchet knocks his hand out of the way, which blows a hole in the roof. And explains to him, no guns, because Guardian is filled with bombs. So Swoop transforms, grabs Guardian, flies through the newly made hole in the roof. And plans to drop Guardian somewhere else. He feels he gets far enough away and lets go of Guardian, but he lets go a little late. Guardian explodes and takes Swoop with him. Swoop is dead. Final page has us see a short memorial funeral for uh, Swoop and the Dinobots head north in grief. Ratchet continues to repair his other fallen comrades, And we tease what's coming up next with Josie Beller in the hospital bed, blowing up her computer. I'm having a lot of fun checking out this Marvel UK run, especially since I don't know a lot about it. And I don't remember how much of it I've read. And uh, this is some fun stuff. Uh, Who knew Swoop was dead? You, if you read the Marvel UK run. And interesting note here. The Swoop action figure was the only Dinobot toy not released in the UK. Which makes me think. This might be why. He was the one oft in this issue. And that will wrap things up for this episode of. Transformers University. Next time around. We get back into season two of the cartoon. And it's going to be a fun one. Got some good guests lined up for you. Until then. Catch me on social media at Twitter TFU underscore info YouTube.com slash TFU info Instagram.com slash TFU info Facebook.com slash TFU info Yep, you guessed it And of course, if you'd like to sign up for the Patreon One more time Patreon.com slash TFU info You would have gotten to hear this Phenomenal episode, if I do say so One whole day early And that goes for every episode thereafter. And plus some really great inside stuff. I think I'm going to post my notes to uh, this episode as one of my Patreon exclusive uh, things. For those signed up over at patreon.com slash tfu info. Till next time. See ya.